0: Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues suffered their second loss of the season last night at the hands of the Edmonton Oilers, 3-1. to Lots of storylines to talk about with that game. Ryan O'Reilly finally gets his first point. Jordan Cairo continues to struggle a little bit. Pavel Buchnevich and Brandon Saad remain out of the lineup. Plus, the St. Louis Blues play their first back-to-back of the season tonight against the Nashville Predators thomas grice should get the start needs to be a big bounce back game for the st louis blues the offense has gone cold we'll be talking about all of that and more on today's episode make sure you stay tuned you're locked on blues your daily podcast on the st louis blues part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If this is your first time joining the show, welcome, welcome. Appreciate you jumping aboard. You can follow, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or subscribe to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues. It is completely free all the time, always. You get this wonderful content um, covering the blues all season. All that fun stuff should be going. If you are returning to the show, this isn't your first time. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for making Locked On Blues your first listen, making us part of your daily routine. The support has been great lately, and I really appreciate that. But without further ado, let's just jump into today's episode. Now, the Blues started off the season uh, on fire, uh, winning their first three games in different fashions. They blew out their first team. They won in overtime the second time, and then they won in a... 2-0 2 nothing thriller against the edmonton oilers in their third game however they have now suffered two losses in a row losing monday night to the winnipeg jets and now last night wednesday night to the edmonton oilers and the offense has gone completely cold the blues i believe have just one goal from a forward in their last nine periods or something like that they have very very few 5v5 goals um their goal last night was on the power play uh i don't remember their last <laughs> 5v5 goal to be quite honest, it has been a long, long time, uh, at least in terms of the the entire season, you know, the, the five games we've seen It's been a long time since the offense has been humming, um, you know. So the moral of today's episode, should we be concerned? Uh, are we worried that the Blues might struggle overall this year based off of what we've seen in the last uh, two games? And I'm gonna kind of lay this out as a as a pros and cons. What have we seen over these five games that have been good? What have we seen that have been poor? And what do those indicate in terms of long term season success? So let's let's start with the bad because we've seen a lot of bad lately. Um, what's been bad? The offense. The offense has has struggled, especially at five v five. Earlier in the season, the fourth line was pretty much non-existent. Uh, The bottom six as a whole is definitely struggling to get momentum, struggling to get uh, any sort of, you know, uh, plus play in that sense. Um, They're they're having a hard time, you know, keeping the puck out of their own zone. Specifically, that fourth line. The fourth line did look a little bit better with Logan Brown on it. but overall, that's something the Blues are going to need to figure out, whether that's jumbling the lines or whatever. The lines did look pretty good after Barubi switched them up last night, um, moving guys around. But it didn't lead to a whole lot of scoring, but it led to some good scoring chances. So I think in order to fix the offense, obviously you got to fix 5v5. Um, focusing in on some individual players, Ryan O'Reilly just got his first point of the season last night um, on a goal. Uh, I think... He's been playing well. it's just goes along with this slight regression we've seen of him over the past few seasons where his defensive game is is just as good, but I think his offense has taken a slight step back, you know since his his trophy winning season uh, every year after that it's taken a slight step back. I still think he hasn't been as unproductive as the numbers show. Um, his line definitely struggled to gel early in the season, but after they switched up the lines, switched up the forward pairings, um, he was playing a lot better. So I think the points will come for him. Uh he's still playing well defensively, he's still winning a ton of face so I'm not super worried about him um as a whole. Um Jordan Cairo, That's sort of been the, the topic of discussion uh for a lot of people online, a lot of analysts. Craig Ruby's been asked about it a lot. So Jordan Cairo only has one goal through the first five games of the season, uh, for the Blues, he is shooting. He I think he's still like is close to topping the team in shots. He's shooting like six percent on the year, which is very much below his average. Um, but when it comes to Jordan Cairo, I'm not worried, and here's why: he is getting the second most ice time on the team behind Robert Thomas and years past, Jordan Cairo has been getting like in the bottom half of forwards in terms of ice time. Um, and that's been showing. Craig Ruby called it like great A's. Jordan Cairo's been getting a lot of great A's. Ryan O'Reilly's been getting a lot of great A's, like great A scoring chances. And I think that's true. If Jordan Cairo was looking like a non factor out there, I would be more concerned. But it's honestly at this point just a matter of finishing. Like last night he had uh, I think like a two-on-one where he shot the puck wide or he had a one-on-one with a defenseman where he kind of, the puck kind of just hopped over his stick and he lost it. Um, he's still generating opportunities. He's still getting good looks. He's just not converting. And if this were a five-game stretch in the middle of the season where Jordan Cairo had only had one goal in his previous five games, I don't think anyone would really bat an eye because that happens um, the fact that it starts the season is obviously concerning because he just got that big payday, and the Blues are expected to hand the reins of the franchise over to him and Robert Thomas. And it's like, well, what the heck? You know, he's starting the season so slowly. That's the exact opposite of what we normally see out of Jordan Cairo. He normally starts the season on on absolute fire, on a tear. We're um, seeing the opposite of that. But he's generating scoring chances. He's still, you know, taking the attention of the defense. And that's the other thing is he's kind of being treated as the best player on the ice at times when he's out there which isn't how he was treated in the past um, by defenses his giveaways are up a lot I think he has four giveaways for the first five games which puts him on pace for almost double the giveaway total he had last year so it's just about him adjusting to the defenses um and and just finishing his scoring opportunities you know continuing to shoot continuing to get good looks continuing to just fire pucks on net eventually one of them will go in and it'll sort of, you know, break the dam, break it'll break the floodgates open, and he'll be okay. I'm not worried about that. And I'm not worried about the offense as a whole in general. You know, it goes quiet for games here and there. But with the with the names that the Blues have amongst their offense, I don't think it's something that we have to worry about just yet. We are only five games in. The Blues are still over 500. Um, I expect tonight's game against Nashville to go very well in the sense that I think the, the offense is finally going to click. Finally, going to convert some of those scoring chances. I expect a high-scoring game. I'll get into that in the third segment, though, when I give my game preview and pick my locked-on player of the game. But for now, I'm going to head to a short ad break and then get into some of the positives that we've seen because it ain't all that bad. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Bet Online. Now, with the start of hockey season just you know just beginning, basketball season just beginning, football season in the heat of it, you know midway through the season, uh, and the MLB heading into the World Series. Now is the best time to get in on all your sports betting action, and betonline.net is the best place to do it. You can find all the latest odds, news, and scores, plus betting props and odds and anything your heart desires. It's not just the big four sports that I talked about. You also got MMA, boxing, UFC, golf, anything you can think of. The odds are on betonline.net, plus they don't just have uh, betting odds. You can also get news. You can check up on the scores there. And they got podcasts. They have literally everything sports-related. It is your number one hub for all your sports betting content. So check out betonline.net. Put your money where your mouth is. Any hot takes you have, put some money on it. You know, it's, it's a good time. Hockey season right at the beginning. Basketball season right at the beginning. There is no better time to check out betonline.net than right now. That being said, we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so we just spent the last eight or nine minutes talking about what's been going wrong for the St. Louis Blues, and I don't like that. I don't like being being the being the podcast that's all doom and gloom. I, I I'm in uh, Massachusetts, and if any of you guys have ever heard about Boston Sports Radio, all it is is negativity. You know, the Bruins could go out and win five nothing, and they'll find a way to devote two thirds of their episode onto complaining about something and i don't like that i don't like being a negative i just like to call it like it is and unfortunately this is one of those episodes where there are some negatives we have to talk about but but i do still think the positives outweigh the negatives in terms of long-term success for the st louis blues and here's why there are a couple things that i think have been going really well for the st louis blues number one is their goaltending um jordan bingston and thomas Grice have looked spectacular so far Uh, Neither one of them, knock on wood, have let in more than like one or two weak goals all season. There hasn't been a single time where like the Blues have, I felt, struggled in a game because their goaltender has been taking them out of it. Um, Thomas Grice made 39 saves in his debut. Jordan Bennington has looked spectacular, even though he did lose last night. Um, He pitched a shutout earlier in the season. He's been really, really strong in his starts. And... They haven't been getting discouraged when the offense is stalling, and heading into the season, I said the biggest X factor for the St. Louis Blues is Jordan Binnington, but by extension, Thomas Grice as well. Um, Jordan Binnington, I've said this before, needs to have a all-star caliber season for the Blues to be a contender because he doesn't have Billy Huso behind him anymore. He doesn't have a guy that can come in and start 30-plus games, or at least I thought, because you know what? Based on what we've seen so far out of Thomas Grice, it looks like he, he fits this team pretty well. The, the team plays hard in front of him. The defense definitely struggled um, in that one game Grice started against Winnipeg where you know he faced 44 shots, but overall he looked comfortable, he looked calm, he looked confident, and he looked like a better goalie than what we saw out of him last season. So I think he's going to be a more than capable backup for the St. Louis Blues. But the most important thing is Jordan Binnington looks like that guy. He looks like he's been playing the best hockey that he's played since, I mean, obviously last playoffs he was really good. But in terms of long term, his rookie season where he led the Blues to the Stanley Cup, um, he looks that good. And he, hadn't, he hasn't really looked this good since then. Uh, and I think it's going to take a lot to knock him off of his game. Uh, I think he's he's anxious and excited to prove to the world that he is worthy of a starting goalie spot, worthy of an all-star spot, worthy of all the hype that he was given um, earlier on in his career, because I think there are a lot of haters, a lot of naysayers for Jordan Minnington, and he knows that, he's aware of that, he comes into this season with a chip on his shoulder, and so far that's shown, and in terms of long-term success, there are going to be times when the offense stalls, but there are going to be many more times when the offense is on fire. Um, you know, the scheme hasn't changed a lot. The personnel has barely changed at all. It's just about, you know, getting a couple bounces here and there, finishing, uh, hitting the net a little bit more. And once that happens, you know, I'm confident that that's just... If if, if if the offense is the only piece that we really need to worry about, like it is right now with this team, I'm not worried. And obviously that's something I am going to get into, talking about the defense here in a second. But Jordan Binnington playing as well as he is, is the key for the blues to have success this year. I've said that all off season. I said, I said that at the beginning of the season, um, it's going to be hard for them to struggle. If Jordan Bennington continues to play as well as he is, just because the offense is no, no way the offense continues to struggle this much. Um, and once they, you know, get back on track, even if Jordan Bennington regresses a little bit, um, and Thomas Grice regresses a little bit, I still think they've been playing well enough to get, get a lot of wins for the St. Louis blues. And now the next pause I want to talk about is the defense um specifically nick letty nick letty has looked really good so far like really good he has shut down shut down mcdavid twice now um his line out being out there with colton pareco uh they have looked really really good now there definitely have been times like the game-winning goal uh for edmondson last night was off of a a bit of a bit of a rough turnover and rough positioning from the pareco letty pairing um but that's just a you know an isolated incident overall that pairing has been really really good Um, They have looked like a true number one defensive pairing in the NHL, which is something that the Blues have been lacking for a while. And I think that's just a matter of Letty finally getting comfortable and Pareko finally getting comfortable having played with Letty as much as he has, which is the biggest thing for him is just having a consistent D partner. Pareko hasn't had the greatest start to the season individually, but that pairing has been really solid and they've done a really, really good job of shutting down the opponent's best forwards and their opponent's best lines. Um, interestingly enough, Krug and Falk has been a pairing that struggled a little bit, but they've still been good. They've still been, I, I would say, a net positive. You know, offensively, they, that's been a very good line. They have a couple goals between the two of them. Um, and once they kind of figure it out a little bit, the Blues are going to have a really legit top four um, if Letty and Pareko continue to play as well as they have. And then that third pairing of Mikola and Bortuzzo has shown flashes. I mean, you can't really expect much out of those two. Um, they've held their own at times. The defense really hasn't been a concern, which is good, which is the exact opposite of what we were talking about at this time last season. So overall, I think there are a lot more positives than negatives about this season. Um, and because of that, I'm not worried about the two game losing streak. I'm not worried about the lack of offense. You know, if we're sitting here in a week and the offense is still struggling as much as they are, then it's a different story, but offensive lulls are going to happen especially early in the season when the Blues have been playing so few and far between. Um, It's hard to get into rhythm. It's hard to get into momentum. But they're about to enter into a stretch or they're in the midst of a stretch where they play, I believe, three games in four days, um, playing Montreal again in two days. So uh, what better time for the offense to gel and and get some momentum than right now? That being said, the Blues do have a game tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. So I'm going to be covering that, giving my pick for Lockdown Player of the Game and more in this upcoming third and final segment. So make sure you stay tuned. All right, all right, all right. One final segment on today's episode before I get this one edited and uploaded for all you beautiful people to watch before the Blues game. The St. Louis Blues take on a division rival in the Nashville Predators tonight in Nashville, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, two teams that are going to be very hungry for a win. St. Louis has lost their last two games. Nashville started their season 2-0 and and then have since lost their last four games, five games, One, two, three, four, five games. They have lost five straight games. Two to Dallas, one to the Kings, one to the Blue Jackets, and one to the Flyers. So Nashville has not won in a long time. They're going to be hungry for a win. And then obviously St. Louis with their offensive struggles are going to be hungry to score goals and obviously hungry for a win you know, you're always hungry for a win. That goes without saying. Um, Yusei Saro is likely getting the start for Nashville. He's struggled this year. He has four losses on the year already. Um, Save percentage below 900. And then Thomas Grice is likely to get his second career start with the St. Louis Blues, looking for his first career win with the St. Louis Blues, um, as he did lose that first game uh, in disappointing fashion. Um, Did make a ton of saves in it, though. So, overall, what am I looking for in this game? Um... Got to play solid in front of Grice. You cannot cannot give up 44 shots again against Thomas Grice because he might not make 39 saves if you do. Or I don't know if it was 40. It might have been 42 shots or something like that. But regardless, point still stands. You can't give up 40 plus shots ever, much less when your backup goalie is between the pipes. Um, but they definitely need to work on that. Um, and then the offense. It's it's all comes down to the offense. I think. The offense is about, you know, it was 90% there in the last two games. It's not like they couldn't generate anything. It just felt like they were generating a bunch of scoring opportunities, you know, getting 90% of the way there, getting good looks, getting two-on-ones, getting power play opportunities, etc., etc. The only thing that they weren't doing is finishing. You know, it's not like they were going out there and, and getting hemmed in their own zone all game and... You know, not getting any sort of offense at all. They're still staying on pace, you know, shots-wise with their opponents, uh, besides that Winnipeg game. And overall, the offense still looks good. It's just the end that's a little frustrating. It's it's the finishing. It's the missing, missing the net. It's the overpassing at times. It's the power play, you know not keeping continued possession, all that stuff. I think if the offense is, is, is able to click and the Blues get an early goal, I expect the Blues to score a ton of goals tonight. Um, they've historically matched up pretty well against this Nashville team, and I expect this year to be no different. Uh, Nashville isn't that strong of a team, and like I said, they've lost five in a row. So as much as they're going to be hungry for a win, they're also sort of in a bit of a free fall. Um, on the road is always tough, but... I think the Blues are used to it. You know, they've been a really good road team in the last few years, and they've been a pretty decent road team this year as well. Um, and I think that tonight will be no different. Um, you just got to get, get on Nashville early. You can't sit back. You can't get complacent. You can't play from behind, you know, because once the when the Blues play from behind, I feel like they get a little bit too perfect scoring opportunity focused with the offense you know they're trying to string the perfect pass together sometimes you just got to throw throw pucks on net try to get rebounds try to get gritty goals um they definitely need to get more opportunities close to the net i feel like a lot of their shots are coming from the top of the circle hash marks that sort of thing they're not getting a ton of like uh crash and bang rebounds and that's sort of, that's the bread and butter of the st louis blues now that's obviously really tough without butch inside i've said this before that butch is arguably the most important player on this team and He's the engine of the offense and I think his his him being missing from the lineup has really shown uh they definitely lack a little bit of identity. I really do think he is the heart and soul of that offense. And when you say that the Blues haven't had a bunch a lot of crash and bang rebound opportunities, well it's because they're Two best crash and bangers in Brandon Saad and Pavel Luchnevich have been out of the lineup. So it's about sort of channeling that energy and and other guys are going to have to step up and and get to the front of the net and make scoring chances happen. Get on Nashville early. Make them uncomfortable. Um, overall, though, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a strong, strong bounce back performance for the St. Louis Blues. And I'm going to give my pick for locked on player of the game. It's an obvious one. I know. I know you're going to yell at me like, how do you pick him? You always pick him. But based on the way that I talked in the first segment of the episode and based on my prediction that the floodgates are going to open for the Blues offense tonight, I think Jordan Kairo is going to have a multi-goal game tonight or at least a multi-point game tonight. He has been so, so close on so many different scoring chances. And, and you know, he's, he's, you could tell that it's, it's bothering him and he just wants to have success. And he's playing close to 20 minutes a night. It's only a matter of time where it clicks and he just has one of those nights where he puts up two goals, two assists for four points. And we haven't seen it yet this season. I'm an, I'm anxious for it. I'm itching for a Jordan Cairo superstar performance. And I think tonight is the night. So Jordan Cairo is my pick for locked-on player of the game. Let me know your pick for locked-on player of the game in the YouTube comments or on Twitter. Twitter at Lockdown Blues or my personal Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button, whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Blues. You can follow Lockdown Blues on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Like I said, thank you all so much for listening. Really appreciate it. And as always, let's go Blues.